0: Welcome to Gateway's podcast. We hope God speaks to you through this message from Pastor Don Brock. For more information about Gateway, please visit www.gatewaybc.com. As I mentioned, we have canceled our life groups and asking people not to do that. And uh, we're gonna follow carefully what the governor mandates uh, and, and we will respond accordingly. Uh, It's funny, I had some pastors call me uh, yesterday and said, has the governor called you? And I said, no. And he said, well, there's a rumor going around that he had called you and asked you to cancel church tomorrow. And I said, well, he didn't call me, and don't give him my cell number. So... um, So it was amazing how rumors get started. That was a funny one, I thought. But uh, anyway, that was going around yesterday among all the pastors. Uh, I do want you to know we have stepped up our protocol around here for cleaning uh, in our children's building. Uh, we do this anyway. We, we clean every room and all the toys and all the surface areas. Uh, they're disinfected after every use. Our weekday preschool goes by what the public schools do. So if they cancel the public schools, we'll do the same thing in our weekday preschool. And, um, and I just would encourage you to be wise. If, if you feel any symptoms, you know, call your doctor. Don't, don't just show up. You need to call. And uh, don't, take, don't uh, uh, make any assumptions. Um, and, uh, and just be cautious around people. You know, the Bible says, I've not given you a spirit of fear, but I've given you a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. And uh, so this is one of those times that we're not driven by a spirit of fear, but we need to be driven by God's spirit, which gives us love, power, and a sound mind. That means common sense, uh, using wisdom, and, uh, and that's what we seek to do. So the biggest thing I would encourage you to do is, is look for ministry opportunities, uh, instead of just only taking care of ourselves, which is what we typically do, uh, look for ministry opportunities. Ask God to show those to you. You know, If you're aware of an elderly person that lives alone, reach out to them. Uh, see if they need supplies and take it to them. And just stay in touch with them. Uh, If you've got, uh, in fact, we're not going to be doing hospital visits, but we are going to call, and we'll be praying with people over the phone. Uh, So just take advantage of that. Uh, Ask God to use you during this time to minister to other people. And uh, just reach out, people in your neighborhood or uh, people that you're just aware of. Um, I'm very thankful that our president made a... Uh, called for a national day of prayer today. I've already mentioned to you about the chapel services that um, we're going to have a drop-in time uh, from 5 to 7, and then beginning at 7 o'clock, it'll be an organized prayer time. And so that would be a great teaching time for your family uh, to come and pray and say, this is what we do when we call out to God. Um, the President issued this call he said it 's my great honor to declare Sunday March the 15th as a national day of prayer. We are a country that throughout our history has looked to God for protection and strength in times like this like these. No matter where you may be, I encourage you to turn towards prayer in an act of faith and, and so I, I want to take that serious. Um, uh, the Bible tells us to pay attention to our leaders and, uh, and t- tells us to honor and respect and to obey. And uh, so there's a couple of prayer things I want us to walk through today. And this will help you to know how you can pray as well uh, during the days and weeks ahead. Um, I think it's important that we start by asking God for his mercy, uh, we ask God to stop the pandemic. Uh, to save lives. We we ask God to do that, not only in our community and in our country, but around the world, and uh, particularly in those places that are ill-equipped medically to deal with the virus. There are a lot of countries that just does not have the resources and do not have the infrastructure to handle a large outbreak. And so we need to pray, we need to beseech God, we need to talk to God, and we need to ask for his mercy and ask him to intervene. Uh, In Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says, Listen, the the Lord's arm is not too weak to save you, nor is his ear too deaf to hear you call. It's your sins that have cut you off from God. Because of your sins, he has turned away and will not listen anymore. Now, those are ominous words from God. And what he's saying here, um, he's saying, it's because of your sins that I've backed away. You, You basically have invited me to be out of your life and you have chosen to be rebellious and so I'm stepping back and let you have life the way you want it. But there are going to be consequences to that. There are so many ways I protect you that you're just not even aware of. And, and so the Lord is, it's not that God wants to hurt us. He wants to help us. But as a consequence of our sins and as a consequence of our rebellion to God, I like the way Anne Graham Lotz puts it, she, said, she says because God's the gentleman that he is, he honors our request to keep, our no, to keep his nose out of our business. That <clears throat> he's honoring our requests in our actions that we want to live life the way we want to live it. And, and so there are consequences that go with that. And so, but God is not weak and God does hear and he's ready to respond. So it's, it's prudent upon us to, to call upon him and to turn to him. In fact, in 2 Chronicles uh, 7.14 is a very famous verse, but I want us to read three verses there. So let me just read what that says. It says, Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, And turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will restore their land. So who who is who are God's people? We are. Yeah, we are. In fact, we're God's people by the fact we're believers, but you could really push it and argue that everybody is God's people because He's the creator of all of us. And and so I believe this verse is a broad verse, and and it's for anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. Now, I have a responsibility. My job is to call on God, so that means I pray. It means I seek Him, not everybody else. And it means I repent. I turn away from. That's what repentance is. You're heading in a direction of sin. Repent is, you do an about face, a 180, and you go back the other way. And so you stop doing the things that God has said are contrary to his word. You stop sinning. And, and here's, what he, here's what else he says in the next few verses. He says, my eyes will be open and my ears attentive To every prayer made in this place. Now, this is going to be important, so follow me on this. For I have chosen this temple and set it apart to be holy, a place where my name will be honored forever. I will always watch over it, for it is dear to my heart. Now, Old Testament scripture, he's talking about the temple that's in Israel, in Jerusalem. And so he's expressing his love and his commitment to, to that place, and that's where he goes to meet the people, and that he it's a special place to him, it's dear to him, he always watches over it. Now, we're New Testament believers, but the same principle applies because God does not change. So God still cares about his temple. His temple is very important to him. Uh, His temple is set apart to be holy. Uh, It's a place where his name will be honored. And he will listen to the prayers there. So guess what the temple is now? Guess where the temple is now? It's wherever you are. Because God declared you his temple. When Jesus died on the cross the veil in the temple that separated God from everybody else, the Holy of Holies, it was ripped from top to bottom, and that symbolizes that God is no longer living in that place, but rather he's living in the hearts of every believer. So you are now the temple. So you can take Old Testament principles and bring them into the New Testament And they hold up. They're true for today. So with that in mind, let's look back at that verse again. And he says, For my eyes will be open, my ears attentive to every prayer made in the heart of a believer. That's the temple. For I have chosen this believer and have set this believer apart to be holy. The Bible says in the New Testament, "Be holy for I am holy." God has done that. And he he's saying, "You, that's where my name will be honored forever is in you." And he says, "I will always watch over you, and you are dear to my heart." So that's taking the Old Testament And bringing it into the New Testament light of Jesus. So you're now the temple. You're the holy place. You're to be holy because he said you're holy. You're holy because of what Jesus did, not because of what you do. And he listens to your prayers. Now this whole thing about praying. this uh, This is interesting. Why why has God chosen to limit himself to our prayers? I can't answer that. But he has. Now, is God limited? No. God has no limitation. Is God powerless? Absolutely not. God can do whatever he wants. But he has chosen a very special relationship with those who call on his name, uh, call on his name the name of his son, Jesus. And he has a special, unique relationship with us. And he has given us the privilege to talk to him 24-7, to enter into his throne room spiritually and talk to him. And that's called prayer. And God has chosen to respond to prayer, not to events. So when something like this pandemic happens, God is looking to his people to listen for their prayers so that he might respond to them. Wow, that puts a huge responsibility on us. And that's why he tells us to pray. I mean, Jesus set the example. Did Jesus need to pray? I don't think so. He was God, but he did pray. And he was showing us the example. And he didn't do anything without praying. So that was letting us know, you should not do anything without praying. Don't make any decisions without praying. And when, especially when difficult times have come and a plague has come, something that's having a huge impact Even more so, now's the time to pray. And God will respond to those prayers. He will listen to those prayers. So I'm telling you as plain as I can that when our world is in this situation as it is in now, God is waiting to look to see what his people are doing. And he is going to respond to our prayers. And that's why our prayers are so important to him because he has chosen to limit himself to responding only through prayer wow that's uh, that's a lot that's a lot on us so let's take a moment let's pray and uh, i'm going to guide us through this prayer time so let me just pray on our behalf but you agree with my prayers if you would Father, we take serious what your verses say to us, that if your people will call upon your name, you will hear. And if we confess and repent, you will hear and you will respond. You will forgive our sins and you will restore our land. So I begin with confession. I'm a sinner. I have thoughts I should not have. I have attitudes that are contrary to your word. I do some things that I shouldn't. I say some things I shouldn't. I'll think thoughts I shouldn't think. I can be judgmental when I shouldn't. So I confess to you, I'm a weak vessel, and I ask for your forgiveness. And now, Father, I pray on behalf of our country, and not only our country, the whole world, I pray that you'll be with the sick and the vulnerable. You will save them, First and foremost, you'll save them spiritually. That they will take this crisis and turn to spiritual thoughts. That they will think about how frail life is. And that they will think about eternity. And that they will consider who Jesus is. We pray that you'll heal our land physically. We've turned our back on you as a country. We have lived contrary to your word and your principles. And what you say is wrong, we say is right. What you say is bad, we say is good. What you call is sin, what you call sin, we call a right. So break our hearts as a country that we will submit ourselves to you. We will humble ourselves before you and bring a spiritual awakening in this land. We pray this in the precious name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The second thing I want us to do because we're mandated in scripture as well, is to pray for our president and to pray for our governor. And also pray for local officials. Uh, I mean, our president and our governor, they have huge burdens on their shoulders right now. They're having to take a lot of information and listen to a lot of people, but ultimately they're the ones who have to make the decision. At the end of the day, it falls on their shoulders. And so we need to pray that they listen to the right people. We, pray, we need to pray that God will surround them with wise people. We pray that they will do what's correct, not what's politically expedient. Amen. That they will do what's the right thing to do. And so we need to pray for our president. Um, That they will, as they direct us, you know, especially our president, because even though he's going to make decisions that affect our country, his decisions actually affect the entire world. Absolutely. And then our governor, he has to make decisions that affect everybody that lives in our, in our state. So a lot of burden and responsibility. Romans 13, one says, everyone must submit to governing authorities. For all authority comes from God and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. Now either that's a true verse or it's not. And if that's a true verse, that means our president and our governor have been put in place by God himself. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, it says, I urge you first of all to pray for all people. Ask God to help them, intercede on their behalf, and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings, or you could put presidents, leaders of countries, and all who are in authority so that we can live, in peace, uh, live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godly, uh, godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. So let's pray for our president and let's pray for our governor. And here's how I'd like to do that I want you to do that personally. So just with the person next to you, pray for our president and pray for our governor. Uh, or if you want to pray by yourself, that's fine. Uh, get with somebody around you to pray and let's take a few moments just praying for those two individuals. Pray that they, they have a right relationship with God, that they will listen to sound wisdom and that they'll make good decisions. So let's, let's pray. And you can pray out loud. Father, we do pray for President Trump, and we do pray for Governor McMaster. We pray that they will turn to you. We pray that they will be talking to you. We pray that they have a right right relationship with you through Jesus. Now put sound people around them, wise people around them. And let them have the courage to make the tough decisions regardless of what people think. Let them make the right decisions. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The third prayer comes from Scripture that teaches us to number our days carefully that we will develop wisdom in our hearts. In Psalms ninety twelve. it says, Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. These are those kinds of times when people start thinking about, is eternity real? This is when people start thinking about life and death. And so we need to pray for those who are far from God, that they will make a beeline to God. We pray that they hear the truth about Jesus and that they will respond to Jesus. Now, you know some people by name. And uh, so I want us to pray. And you pray for those people by name as I guide us through this prayer time. Lord, it is in times like this that we know there's brevity of life. That something as a simple little virus could actually end a life. That we are fragile. But Lord, I pray that every person in this world comes face to face with the reality that they have a spirit, a soul, that's going to live for eternity. And I pray that you, you put an urgency in their heart about their spiritual condition, that they will just know that something's wrong, that something's not right, that something is missing. And I pray that they'll call out to you, even if they don't know your name. And when they call out to you, please respond. And reveal the name of Jesus to them. Speak to them in dreams and visions. Speak to them through other people. Speak to them through scripture. Speak to them through your spirit. Bring eternal life to them. In Jesus' name, amen. Now there's one last prayer. We have missionaries all over the world, some from Gateway. We have the Heralds in Mozambique. Uh, We have friends that are all over the world that we're helping to support. Some of them are in some tough situations. Uh, they don't have the medical things that that would be necessary if their communities hit, and uh, some of them have limited supplies and don't have access to a Walmart down the street. And um, so we we need to we need to pray for our missionaries, our people that are on the front lines of, of this in some of the undeveloped countries, and because um, they. They're going to be the frontline representatives of Holy God to those people. So we need to pray for them personally, but also pray for their ministry. And then with that, pray for our ministry. Pray that we will be spiritually sensitive, we'll be proactive, in, meaning us, with those who are in need around us. So let's pray. Now, Father, we pray... We pray for our missionaries. Some are actually on short-term mission trips and they're not able to get home. I pray that you'll watch over them, you'll protect them. You'll give them everything that they need. I pray that you will calm them emotionally. I pray that our missionaries will feel your presence even more so now. Provide them with the medical attention if any of them needs that, the supplies that they need to minister to other people. I pray now more than ever that they're able to be Jesus to their community because they may be the only Jesus those individuals ever meet. So I thank you in advance for watching over them and caring for them. You know, we really do have it easy in this country because we have supplies we have what we need and we have homes that we can just stay in and almost in luxury and there are many so many that are not blessed like we are so let us not take it for granted use us to minister to others we pray this in Jesus name amen